Thank you for listening to the Grace Harvest Church podcast. For more information, go to graceharvestchurch.org. And happy Father's Day, everybody. Woohoo! If you're uh, if you're wondering what to do for a father, um, I've got two pieces of advice for you. Um, the first is a steak, and the second is a nap. <laughs> uh, and all the men said amen, right? <laughs> uh, well, today for Father's Day, we're going to do something a little different today. We're actually going to have a little Q&A session with a few of our dads that have been in the congregation for a while. And so um, could you guys put your, your hands together as we have Jared Rushton and uh, John Willis come to the stage. I picked these two guys um, and asked them earlier this week because I feel like they have um, a lot of wisdom. And um, you guys can be seated. There's, uh, and their fathers in the natural, but also in the spiritual, where they are, um, I really respect and even honor both of them. And I think what they will share and impart to us today will be valuable. Thank you guys <laughs> for joining me up here. Um, I kind of I kind of had a little bit of an icebreaker question, kind of just to kick us off. Um, do you have any funny moments from um, being a father that comes to mind? Any funny moments? I remember my daughter, she was like uh, probably six years old and had a little fishing pole and we went fishing in this uh, real cold brook and she caught a little trout like that. So we... Uh, my son caught one too, but we took him home and I was starting to clean him. She says, no, don't cut off the head, Dad. I want to eat that. <laughs> and Actually, she said, me want to eat that. And so I cleaned it the normal way. She didn't eat the head. <laughs> Still remember that. For me, it was probably when uh, my kids found out that my, their mother owned a real sword. I, um, we had just moved into the house we'd, uh, we're currently in and yeah. we'd finished most of the unpacking. We we're starting to go through some of the uh, memorabilia and older boxes and things like that. And I think it was my youngest, Dalton, was with me when I was doing this. And he, he looks in the box and he sees the handle of the sword and he's like, what's that? <laughs> oh, that's mom's. Mom has a sword? Body, Gemma! Runs upstairs. Mom has a sword! I can just hear it you know, upstairs yelling and... They immediately had to have her get it out and show her some stuff. And I did not think it was physically possible for their eyes to be that big. They just, mom never looked so cool before. That's amazing. Uh, I had a funny dad moment even this morning. Um, our, me and my wife's room is right next to her, my son's room. And a lot of times in the morning, like 5.30, 6 a.m., um, I'll hear like movement in his room. And he's not supposed to come out of his room till 7. And I'll hear him walking around, shuffling through things. But I never go in there. But this morning I needed to go in there, like early this morning. And I kind of, and I hear him rustling with something and moving around. And so I just open the door like, ha, you know, gotcha. And he's on his bed. He has one of those like, just like surgical masks on, you know, (laughs) a flashlight and a bunch of comics. (laughs) And he's like. And I'm like, that's what you do every morning. And I never, he, every single day, he must do that, and then he hides all the evidence. 
I was like, where do you have all this stuff? Uh, uh, our kid's the best. <laughs> kids are funny. Um, kind of in your own words, um, how would you define fatherhood? Uh, for me, it would be just trying to live the example of God's love for me is, needs to be the same as my love for my children. Um, trying to live that through your actions, your words, how you interact with them. Um, it is a struggle, but it's a very important task. How about you, John? Yeah, I agree with uh, Jared that uh, to set an example, to try to impart as much experience and wisdom that you can to them, that maybe they don't hear you, but you still put it out there so that they'll think, oh, Dad said that. Planted that seed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think of that, it's really similar. I, I think of what Paul said in Scripture. Um, he was referring to other Christians and other believers, but... Paul says this thing, uh, follow me as I follow Christ. And I think of that often actually with my kids too. In a lot of moments and a lot of times where I will catch myself in the moment and being like, is this Jesus? Is this the heart of Jesus, Noah? Like how you're going to respond or what you're going to say. And if I could think about just even something I want to impart to them, I want my kids to see Jesus, right? And I want them to be imparted that to just be like no love jesus follow jesus like follow jesus as i follow jesus yeah. amen? amen um how has um how has being a father changed you how has it changed you um for me i'd say it was probably very enlightening to see how, you know, thinking back to how I interacted with my father when I was a kid um, and seeing it from his perspective because my children definitely act a lot like how I did as a kid, which, oops, <laughs> sorry. Um, but it's very fulfilling to learn or to understand both perspectives of it. You know, you, you start to understand the struggle that your father went through and your parents went through, and it's, it's good to know. Well, I'm recalling the thing that really impressed me was when my first son was born. Previous to that, I, you know, considered myself a Christian. And the reality of seeing that young, helpless baby and holding it has, has given me a visual that when I'm helpless and need help, that God is holding on to me like a little baby in his arm. So that's my secret places in his arms when things are going rough that's where i'm at because he's faithful yeah being a father is interesting i have two kids and one on the way and i definitely didn't expect how much more it would be and i always hear that side like oh it's you know more responsibility and <laughs> and just more weights and more mouths to feed but and it is all those things, but I didn't realize how much more life I would get and how much richer life would get and how I think of more and I think of like, like gold is weighty, right? <laughs> and how I became richer overnight with more. Um, 
What's uh, what's one of the biggest struggles kind of in fatherhood, and and how did you or how are you navigating that? For me, that would be the daily struggle with patience. Um, It's very easy to have the normal duties of a a parent, a father. You know, you've got to make sure that you're making money. You've got to make sure they have food on the table, clothes, they're not misbehaving, all that kind of thing. And all those things just start chipping away at your patience. But when you are not patient with your children, you quickly see the results. You'll start seeing them not be patient with other people as well. And it's very convicting. So it is a struggle every day, but it is also a very important thing to do is to work on that patience and be extra patient with them, especially when they're trying to ask you the same question five times for a different answer. Yes, I agree, uh, Jared. Um, The thing that I struggled with was anger. And anger, as I learned to control it in the fact that you don't give it a life. You have to nip it in the bud. And it's it's a hard thing to do. But my dad had told me that if you let somebody get you angry, they're going to be controlling you. And uh, to me, that's been the the best thing that I've learned and God has helped me with that a lot so that's the one I would say yes yeah it definitely would be um, I guess pride with me pride with my own kids in terms of I think the most I've like struggled or like kind of squirmed under the conviction of the Lord is when I knew I did the wrong thing and I have to go ask forgiveness from a kid (laughs) it is who's done that in the room right (laughs) And, man, talk about, like, humbling. (laughs) And I remember multiple times, many times, even just being, like, feeling from the Holy Spirit, you need to go ask your three-year-old for forgiveness. (laughs) And be like, no. (laughs) And then feeling that, you know, that eating away thing of the Holy Spirit being like, you need to let that pride go. You did the wrong thing, Noah. And teach him that it's okay to do the wrong, or it's, you know, if you do the wrong thing, you need to make it right, Right. you know. Um, what about, um, what's a, or let's ask this question now. What's something that God is teaching you in your current season of fatherhood? Um, if that's natural or like spiritual fatherhood, um, what I mean by spiritual fatherhood is, um, people that are, um, not your blood-born children, but you step into place and become a father. And, um, I think many men do this. Um, this throughout your life, you'll have that neighbor kid <laughs> that all of a sudden you'll just be, he's like, I don't have a dad. <laughs> or um, maybe a kid in the church or, or just a friend. But you, you become a spiritual father to many, many people in different ways. So that's what I mean by natural. So, you know, what is God teaching you in this current season of fatherhood, if it's natural, if it's spiritual? Um, first service, uh, I spoke pretty much the same thing I was going to say, but... I was recalling that my father, um, my stepfather actually, but uh, when I was gone away on my uh, exploring the world for 20 years, uh, he adopted a couple different young men to go fishing with that I wasn't there. And since I've been in this church, I have kind of 
had adopted a few uh, spiritual sons and daughters. And uh, I, I didn't realize he planted that seed. But it's, I think it says in scripture that we um, are more of a family than we are of blood. So spiritual, it's, it's God. So, yeah. Uh, I'd probably say would uh, come back to being an example, like I was saying earlier. Um, probably the biggest conviction would be to kind of push away the self, self, selfishness. There we go. Um, you know, young single guys, that's all the world is. It's like, hey, what, what's the next fun thing I'm going to do? You know, and it's just about you. Not uncommon. It's pretty normal. Um, but when you have a wife, when you start having children, the, those responsibilities now rest on you to be that example, be that um, figure in their life that is um, an example of God's love. Yeah. And just even realizing I've had these revelations <clears throat> naturally, but also just spiritually. It's like working at a church, you... You know, there's a lot of people that will come through the doors, young people, you know, I work with that they don't have dads. It's very, very common. And um, I had a revelation, like my wife said earlier, we took kids to a youth conference this weekend. And I was looking around at these kids and I realized just how much that time to spiritually father or mentor these kids mattered. And I, I just encourage that even for you, if you're a man, like, man, look for... Look for young people that you can pour into. Man, it is so desperately needed, right? Because I can even think of my own life, like how it's, you know, Pastor Raul, he poured into me and it radically changed my life, you know? And so I would encourage you, fathers, like, we need you. <laughs> In a lot of ways, like, we need you to, um, to lead and guide and to pour into young people. Um, I'll have this question, um, What's a memory that you treasure as a father <clears throat> or with your father or as a father? That would definitely have to be the birth of our first child, who is nine now. Yeah, so my wife, the boss that she is, decided she was going to have our first child with a midwife without any pain medication. Um, I was like, okay. I'm here, uh, but it presented a very interesting opportunity. It allowed me to participate in the delivery, which meant I was the first hands that held my daughter in this world, and that is something I will never forget and never not cherish. I guess my memory is, uh, well, I don't know if you know it, but I like motorcycles and have ridden them most of my life. Well, my son, I started uh, teaching him to ride like when he was five. He couldn't even hold it up. I'd start him off, and when he got done, I'd catch him. So it was quite a project. And uh, one day, he was jumping and riding around. Instead of catching him, he rode up on the side of this hill, put his foot down, and he surveyed the surroundings like, I got it. (laughs) And it made me so proud that he he knew he could do it. So. Well, this is this is an easy one, but from just being a a dad, um, spiritual or you know natural, um, 
Like, what's a piece of advice that you could give us? I would say, you know, we've been talking about a lot of serious things, you know, being an example, um, patience, love, those sorts of things. Um, but don't afraid to be silly with your kids. Yeah. It's very easy as an adult to always be serious and kind of, like, not right now, son, not right now, daughter. That's, that's silly. I don't have time for that. Take those times because the opportunity to be silly with your child helps spark their imagination and you never know where that's going to flower to. Um, and there will be a time where they're not going to want to be silly for a while, and you're going to miss out on that. Uh, between services, I was contemplating this question that I'd had before, and I got to thinking about my dad. Uh, we was, I, um, my dad left when I was three, and I, my mom remarried, and I was five at that time. And uh, when I got to be about 10 years old, we started talking about adoption. He says, well, when you decide at 18 to adopt me, then we'll, we'll do it. But something that always impressed me about him was his dad was not a good dad. His dad was mean and uh, very unloving. And he broke the generational curse wow. with, with being so loving. I don't remember him ever being silly too much. He, he was always serious, but he was always loving and putting himself out for me. And he would always tell me when I was going to do something that the, the effect of me doing that is going to have this result, which you're not going to like. And I'd go do it, and I'd say, okay, you're right. So after a while, I started learning a little bit. So, Well, kind of any... Uh any parting thoughts or advice? Yeah? Well, oh yeah. Um, all I can say is just just love your kids. Yeah, that's amazing. Love people. I mean, yeah. what else is there? Yeah. To listen to God and love one another. It's, it's, a, it's a world to live in, but God is our redeemer. That's amazing. You guys just want to put your hands together for Jared and John. Thank you, guys.